You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. Right, so uh, taking stock of the uh, markets right now and the JC. So JC finishing down 0.1%, so fairly flattish, but to the downside. Uh, everything was mostly red. You had your industrials uh, slipping 0.3%. You had resources stocks uh, coming back 0.4%. The small cap sector and the mid cap sector was also lower. In fact, the only pocket of green was uh, from the financials. A sector. We had numbers from Santa Bank and Sunlam, which we will get to, but we did see banks finishing firm and helping that index uh, rise 0.9% at the close. We also saw the RAND coming off some of the scariest levels we have seen uh, this week. And for more on the currency specifically, I'm joined by John Carnes, the client strategist at RMB. John, thanks so much for your time. It has been quite the brutal week for the RAND. And I'm wanting to know if what we have seen so far this week is as bad as it gets for this week at least <laughs> not necessarily it's been a bad month or been a bad five weeks sure uh, the weakness started in fact early january accelerated very much in february uh, coming into march we thought maybe it was over but as you say this week we've seen further weakness the top at the moment is at 1872 on dollar rand um, as you say, yesterday, well, in fact, going going back, Tuesday night was pretty brutal coming into Wednesday. We did see some RAND stability today, but to your question, is this the worst? Unfortunately, we can't necessarily say that. We've got a lot of risk coming up. Uh, in particular, tomorrow we get the all-important U.S. non-farm payrolls report for February, and if that report is very strong, then the RAND will weaken further. Mm-hmm. But uh, help us understand uh, today's jobs report. So we had the U.S. Uh, weekly um, job filings or unemployment claims filings report that came out also a little bit stronger than expected. What did that mean for currency and the dollar? Um no, so the, the the jobless claims were were a little a little bit weaker than expected. Actually, at about two hundred eleven thousand. All right. But look, the, the, there's really not much difference from that. They expected was one hundred ninety five thousand. So, um, you know, we um, more more jobless people than expected, which is why we say it's weak. Um, but yeah, no, there, there's nothing to worry about there. That's just in the normal realms of of volatility. Uh, the the jobs data in the past week have been pretty mixed. We get various U.S. jobs figures. We, it's all acronyms, ADT, JOLT, <laughs> and uh, initial jobless claims. Um, but the, the key point is the, the jobs data has been mixed. And going back to tomorrow's payrolls report, it was exactly a month ago when we got the, the January non-farm payrolls report that was so strong that this pressure started on global financial markets. Uh, in January, the U.S. created more than 500,000 jobs in that month, an amazing performance when we economists had been expecting a number closer to 200,000. So with such a strong jobs market, that put markets into turmoil. That's why the, probably the main reason why the RANDs weakened so much in the past month. Um, so we're really looking to tomorrow's figure to give us more guidance. As we've just said, the, the available data, the JOLTS, ADP, and the initial jobless claims haven't given us much direction. Okay. Uh, quite simply, January's jobs figures were so strong, if we get another strong payrolls report, it's going to be 
a bloodbath in in global financial markets. Okay, and that uh, primarily because it does shift the dial or strengthen the case for the uh, rate of interest rate increases that we could see from the U.S. Fed. I'm seeing a lot of reports saying that. Yeah, so John, I'm seeing a whole lot of reports saying that, I mean, 50 basis points is now firmly on the table. Uh, Most people expect it to be that high. But of course, that wasn't the case about two or three weeks ago. What's your expectation? No, 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 spot on. So pre that January payrolls print, the market was thinking the Fed would hike one final 25 basis points and maybe, maybe another 25 after that. So one firm 25 priced in and a risk of a second 25. Uh, they're now pricing a, uh, a total of 100 base points, more than 100 base points sure. from the Fed, with the first move maybe being a 50. In fact, pricing this morning was arguably uh, veering towards that, that March meeting, so two weeks' time, that the Fed would hike 50. So the Fed, remember last year, hiked 75s and they slowed down. Was looking like at 25 and maybe have to re-accelerate to 50. So once again, it just shows you exactly as you say how that that jobs data just turned the market on its head completely. Sure. So buckle up then. Um, things are still going to be pretty tight. Uh, 100 basis points. That's 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 quite a lot. Uh, quite the change in expectation. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean for us and what we should expect with interest rates here in South Africa? Yeah, so so a, a good question there. So last year, we followed the Fed almost base point for base point. They hiked 75, we hiked 75. They did 50, we did 50. They slowed down, we, we slowed down. Uh, but at the moment, as we just said, the market's pricing a cumulative 100 from the Fed. But interestingly, the market here is saying, with our weak economy, the Saab will not follow the Fed. So the market's only pricing two 25 base point hikes, and that second 25 is not is not even uh, fully priced. Sure. Um, so what the market's saying is we we're at the stage now where we're not going to follow the Fed anymore. Uh, yes, of course, if the Fed does that much, it does put the pressure on the Reserve Bank to hike, else you risk some weakness in the rand. But again, you come back to the core view here. So I've caught between the hard rock of the Fed and, uh, and, and the, uh, what's the other one? The, 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 the stone of the, of, of, the, of the slow economy. Okay. Sorry, I couldn't help you yeah. there. You know I've got English... my metaphor mixed up there. <laughs> my English data bundles were also buffering. I'm sorry, I couldn't the help you out. The rock in a hard place. Yes, the hard place is the Fed and the, and the rock is, is the weak economy. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, weak economy. I mean, we had our current account uh, numbers coming out. How significant was it for the currency market that we are uh, in a trade uh, deficit or have a, a current account deficit for the first time since 2019. And what kind of position do you reckon that puts the South African Reserve Bank in? Because they look at that, right? Our terms of trade. Sure. Um, the, the market didn't react to the figure because it was broadly what we expected. But we shouldn't just miss it exactly as you say. What that current account deficit is suggesting is that our balance of payments conditions have been worsening considerably. Just a little bit of a history through most of the past 20 years, we've run a, a current account deficit in South Africa. But then in the past two years, we ran huge, huge surpluses on the back of very high commodity prices. But then last year, we started to see the current account start to deteriorate from large surplus 
moving to small deficits in around mid-year, and now we've got the fourth quarter figure, which is a, a meaningful deficit down at 2.7%. So it's it doesn't move the market, but just highlights why the RAND is weak, that commodity prices have come off. We're importing more than we're exporting services and goods all combined. We also had some numbers out of China and um, a whole lot of conversation around inflation and how China will contribute to global inflation, whether it will make it worse or whether it uh, won't have a impact on inflation that's trying to come down. Just your read on Chinese price increases and what you think China's role in the inflation debate will be. Uh, so it is a part of the inflation debate, but it's also very important um, on on that commodity story. So so what what we got today is Chinese February inflation prints. Inflation came out at only one percent, which is very weak, obviously. And PPI is actually in deflation, so negative numbers there at negative one point four percent. As you say, there's there's two takes here. One is what that implies for global inflation. Well, we're not seeing much inflation out of China at a producer level. So in terms of goods inflation globally, we know the inflation there in the goods sector has eased significantly. And obviously, if Chinese producer prices are falling, that's a good sign that goods inflation, at least, is not going to be a significant problem globally going forward. But there is a bigger story about the the weak Chinese CPR print. All right. And we've actually had uh, one or two figures like this. So obviously the big story about China this year has been the reopening after zero COVID and their uh, support of stimulus, particularly towards the property sector. But Chinese CPI at only 1% doesn't really suggest that economy is rip-roaring ahead. You know, consensus expectations of GDP growth of five, five and a half percent this year from China, um, and an inflation print of one percent suggests maybe things aren't quite as strong as we expected. And then again, that's quite negative for for commodity prices, and and therefore not good for the rand. Okay. Okay, and let's finish off then with that rant uh, and uh, finish off with the jobs numbers that we were talking about earlier. So in the event that the U.S. is able to create a lot more jobs or has created more jobs in the month of February, the rand goes where? And on the other side of that question, if the U.S. creates fewer jobs than was expected, uh, could we be in for a further relief than where we are right now? So the, the 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 second question, the answer is definitely yes. If you get a job sprint, say a hundred thousand, relative to two hundred thousand expected, I suspect dollar rand will be back at eighteen fifty pretty quickly and below eighteen fifty. And then it's it's vice versa. So strong print, you know, if you get a three hundred, four hundred thousand job prints in the US, we might then see nineteen on dollar rand. Sure. Okay, when, it's scary, but yeah, yeah. When last were we there? Nineteen, sure. We yeah, we got through nineteen at the beginning of COVID. Um, you can really say the highest we've ever been is nineteen twenty. Actually, we did temporarily go through that, but there was probably more uh, 
market aberration, not a true reflection of where the market is. So useful way to think of it is the highest the rand has ever been, dollar rand has ever been is 1920. Um, again, look at before I scare everyone on in their cars and we call, cause a lot of car crashes, that, that, <laughs> that would have to be another a very, very strong job print. Um, the, 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 the last month's figure, the 500,000 print, the error relative, the forecast error was at three standard deviations. So in other words, happens only once every 10 years or so that you, you should expect such an error. Uh, to get two in a row would be extraordinary. So, so le let's not panic. Let's hope the U.S. economy is moving along at a slow pace. That would be the best case for for South Africa and for the RAND. It's neither falling off the cliff, but neither is too much inflation in the system. All right, we got it, John. Thank uh, thanks you. so much, and we look forward to seeing what those numbers do come out at and uh, what reaction uh, they do cause across the markets, particularly the currency. John Cairns, client strategist at RNB. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.